podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Hey guys, Philip here real quick. Uh, We had an audio issue on the episode. I am going to sound like I'm in a giant empty hallway. I apologize. Stick around and listen. It's a great episode. A lot of fun conversation. We've got the audio fixed for next episode. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us today. This is Monday. It's the start of a new week. And that means that joining me, as they always do, Jamie Steyer. Big week, Philip. A lot going on. Glad to be here. We'll get to that in a minute. And Andy Mitz. Jamie, you don't sound like you're glad to be here. Come on, bring the energy. Gotta conserve my energy. I'm teaching this week, too, so... I gotta, I gotta have my wits about me. So wait, Jamie, is this a big week personally, professionally, or like all sports world? Like all of the above. So this week, I find out whether I get admitted into a program to get my teaching license. Um, I've been substitute teaching. I'm trying to get my own classroom. So I find out about that. I feel good about it, but we'll see. Um, we, barring any issues, are closing on a house. And I'm going up to Minnesota to watch the Lynx play to cheer on Bridget Carlton. So obviously all equally exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> of course. Andy, Equal. Andy, anything? Anything for you there, sir? Anything to be excited about? Oh, I just got all kinds of fun stuff going on. So, you know, I, um, those of you guys that follow me know that I, I have another podcast that I do that's not sports related at all. It was so much fun. Lots of stuff happening there. So go to my own personal Twitter if you want to hear about that, but nothing that will uh, affect us here. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to dive into a lot of One of these days, Philip, I'm just going to get us to talk about that for like 20 minutes. Okay. 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 <laughs> not really, but. We're going to dive into a lot of things on this show, some important, a whole lot of nonsense. But we do want to start with this. Uh, As we were recording this on Sunday night, uh, the 
NCAA softball regionals are being announced. Who is hosting? Who is going where? Uh, OU getting the number one overall seed. There was some question as to whether it would be OU or if it would be UCLA due to RPI and strength of schedule and things of that nature. Oklahoma, the number one overall seed. They're going to have Wichita State, Texas A&M, and Morgan State there in Norman Regional on May 21st through 23rd. Uh, the other national seed from the Big 12 has been announced. Oklahoma State is the number five overall seed that Stillwater Regional, also May 21st to 23rd, will include Mississippi State, Boston, and Campbell. So two Big 12 teams going to be playing host. This is huge, huge news. Now they're still announcing it. Um, so if we find out... They uh, just the announced Iowa State. Where? I'm going through it right now. Okay, I'm going through like, it. Okay. Like a minute ago. Okay, well, let me get there. Baylor is going to the Gainesville Regional, uh, Florida, the number four overall seed. They'll be there along with Florida, South Alabama, and South Florida. This is very exciting. I was really excited. I thought Baylor would make it. I was a little bit concerned after their uh, performance in Oklahoma City this past weekend at the Big 12 tournament, but they are they are headed to the postseason. That is awesome. Okay, Iowa State, as you mentioned, uh, they are headed to Columbia, uh, Missouri getting the eight seed overall. Uh, so Iowa State will be joined with Missouri in Columbia along with Northern Iowa and UIC, which is, I know what that is. Hold on. It's not another team from Iowa. It's, uh, I know this one. I know this one. Uh, I know they're the Flames. Um, I'm, I'm going to move on now because I can't. Some University of, them... of Illinois at Chicago. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're 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 a good friend, Andy. You're a good friend. So, uh, still waiting to find out where Texas is going to go. But Iowa State getting a regional opportunity—that's awesome. Love that. Was really curious. Those were the five. The five, uh, three you knew would be OU and OSU would host. Would Texas get to host? That's a question. Would both Baylor and Iowa State get invites into regional play for the Big Twelve to get five teams in? Because Texas is getting in here, folks. They're they're maybe they don't host, but they're getting in for the Big Twelve to get five teams in. In a conference that has just seven, that's huge this year. That's absolutely huge and shows how how good the Big 12 is. I mean, understand this. Like, Oklahoma lost one game to OSU. OSU lost three games, one game to Kansas, two games. Like, you kept going down the line. It's like, well, Texas only lost to OU and OSU, and, and Baylor only lost. Like, it was – you understood from an Iowa State standpoint. We talked about this with, with Chris Plank on the show Thursday. Like, Iowa State's conference record wasn't great, but – their out-of-conference record is really good, and it's really hard to get wins when OU, OSU, and Texas are playing as, as well as they have been. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see Iowa State getting this opportunity, going to Missouri, and getting to play in the regional this year. I'm just so excited. I know, like, there's been a lot of excitement because, I mean, people in Iowa like softball. They like baseball. Obviously, Iowa State doesn't have baseball. So to have the softball team have this, like, incredible – season I mean compared to where they've been historically for the school like this is the second time of program history that's that's so exciting that's so 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 cool yeah it's huge all right so we're, they're, they've gone to the first eight seeds there's still uh eight more host sites to announce I'm keeping as close and on as I can while we do this uh, while we wait for to find out if Texas will be hosting, which by the time this podcast out, everyone's like, we already know what's happening. Why are you? Why are you doing it? this I say, way? If, if you ever wanted to sync up, you know, the recording of the podcast to when it actually happened, this is your chance. Yes. <laughs> hey, leave me alone. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. I want to start with here. here. Okay, 
Let's, what should we go? Which direction? There's two things I want to talk about. The playoff talk, which has been a big national thing, and we have not had that conversation yet, and I want to. Um, or the story that we shouldn't give any credence or pay attention to because it was just, just done to generate clicks for Yahoo. But however, being blatant and honest, we're going to talk about it because it will generate downloads for the podcast. Which, which, which direction would you guys like to take here? I know Andy has thoughts on the latter. I'll go last because I have words. Okay, so let's let's go. Let's veer into the skid. Let's just have some fun with this. Okay, so if you haven't seen it yet, and, and we tweeted it out from the 1012 Podcast account, at 1012 Podcast, T-E in the number 12, the word podcast. This was posted on Yahoo Pack on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce Pete's last name. I think it's Fiutak, F-I-U-T-A-K. And if I got that right, I get a, a gold star. Um Talking about, you know, Pac-12 has a new commissioner. Conference expansion is about to be a topic again. And and which 10 schools should the Pac-12 target for expansion? Here we go, folks. Here we go. Number 10, BYU. Makes sense. Number 9, Boise State. Yep. Fresno State, number 8. Strange, but all right. Uh, 7 is Nevada. Yeah, above Fresno and, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, Texas Tech at 6. Here's where we get to the, the fun part here. Here's what we got. Um... Texas Tech at six, UNLV at five, which is funny. So UNLV is a better pickup than Texas Tech. Texas Tech at six, Oklahoma State at four, uh, Kansas at two, and Oklahoma at number one. So what he is telling us is that the Pac-12 should immediately start targeting the University of Oklahoma to join the Pac-12, to help it. Uh, Quote, I don't even, I'm not even going to quote the stupid thing. Um, I'm not. I, 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 <laughs> it ain't worth I, it. It's so dumb. It is, it, it, nothing in this gives you a solid argument as to why in the hell OU would want to do this except for, well, you know, OU and, and Texas aren't tied at the hip. Beyond that football rivalry, they don't, they don't necessarily love each other. OU might be willing to come partner up with USC and the West Coast. Kansas at two. Kansas is at two. Kansas is at two. Why? <clears throat> this would be a good place to start. There are a whole bunch of pods, including the Kansas City media market and a good national base. Andy, hold on. Let me get. Let me just give me a second before before we go off on that. Number three was San Diego State, which apparently makes sense now. Oklahoma State at four. Okay. UNL, which we, and by the way, I love the line of the line Texas Tech, which apparently we got at six. Oklahoma State almost certainly listens if the other big schools are getting pitched, like Oklahoma and Texas. Sure, UNLV is at five, Texas Tech is at six. So Texas Tech falls behind UNLV. Okay. Um, aside from the fact that why in the hell would anyone from the Big 12 who's finally gotten to the point as a conference where you're not just getting poked at all the time, around the point, it's going to fall apart, it's going to fall apart, it's going to fall apart. And go to the conference that everyone is the laughing stock of college football at this point. Um, look, I get it. Realignment is all for pit is all for clicks. We did a realignment podcast last summer when there was nothing else to talk about. It's the middle of the summer. This is what you do to generate people and interest. And and it's very much a one-sided Pac-12 angle. And of course, if the Pac-12 was going to expand their first college should be to Oklahoma and Texas. They didn't even list Texas in here, which is hilarious. The only Texas yeah. school is Texas Tech. 
is Texas Tech. Kansas is number two. Kansas is number two. I love Kansas. I do. They are they are like the the little the little cripple little Tim. Okay, it's tiny Tim. Kansas is the tiny Tim of college football. I'm sorry, Andy. They are. Uh, Oklahoma's. I just this list is the most. I'm gonna sum up with this. Tell me you don't watch college football without telling me you don't actually watch college football. Fair. Jamie, do you want to say something before I just go off here? Yeah, because I just didn't even give it a spot in my brain because if I'm not hearing it from the many people I would hear from, if it had any grain of truth to it, I ain't wasting a single brain cell on it. Jamie, (laughs) you're just the best. Uh, Okay, Andy, (laughs) and I say this with – you all can't see this because this is an (laughs) – an auditory platform. I'm going to try and make it as, as audible as possible. This giant smile that's on my face. Andy, the floor is yours, sir. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. Okay. So, first of all, this is Yahoo. Okay. There's a reason that people like Pat Forty and, you know, everyone else at Yahoo is considered to be the laughing stock of the national media uh, when it comes to sports because they pretty much every article is clickbait. Most of the information they get is already being reported somewhere else. So if they're the first ones reporting something or the first ones talking about this kind of stuff, you know that they're doing it because they don't have another story that they can poach from someone else. So that being said, like this, it's clear that the writer of this article did not pay any attention at all to what's been going on in college football, to what's been going on with national media markets, because for that to be a consideration at all, like the media market of San Diego or the Kansas City media market, absolutely does not matter at all. Like we have found that nobody cares about your national media market anymore. Like they, they don't care about it anymore. It's not important. It's all about putting the best product together. The fact that they said Kansas, you know, the, the fact that their Kansas, the, the Kansas football program has been so bad, it'll give them somebody, you know, that they can, uh, that they can take a break from with all of the big powers that they'll be, you know, fighting elsewhere. It's like, no, that's absolutely ridiculous. Everybody considers Pac-12 football to be the redheaded stepchild of the power conferences. Nobody thinks that any of those teams are actually any good, except for maybe one of them every single year. And they don't play anybody to actually be able to show that. It's like adding another team like Kansas. Like if that's your, your main positive football wise, it's not going to help you at all. It's just going to make people think even less of what PAC 12 football is. And I mean, like, yeah, it'd be great for, for PAC 12 basketball, but I can guarantee you that Kansas has no interest in going over to, to, to the West coast. They already have a, a big enough problem with being behind, you know, Duke and North Carolina and the other blue bloods in terms of eyeballs on their games. You know, there's already a talk among the fan base and even among the administration about how the fact there's that, that East coast bias and nobody really pays attention, you know, even though Kansas is one of the most consistent and one of the best basketball programs in the nation at this point, going to the PAC 12 would just make that even worse. Yes. The PAC 12 was absolutely phenomenal in this last NCAA tournament, but it was a COVID year. Really, really weird tournament. We knew weird stuff was going to happen there. You cannot make any long-term decisions or take anything long-term away from what happened in that tournament in terms of the relative strength of the Pac-12 conference to any other conferences. So like, I I don't see how this is a plus for Kansas, Oklahoma, even Texas Tech. Like people can talk about how much Tech seems out of place or, you know, they're one of the, one of the, you know, I, I hear Texas Tech fans complain about how, you know, they're like, sixth on the pecking order or something like that in the big 12 they go to the pac 12 they're going to be so far out of place that nobody's going to care and it's not an instance where like the sec getting into texas was absolutely great because everybody cared about the sec anyway regardless 
Like the Pac-12 is not the SEC. It's not going to matter. So what this list really was is two different groups. One group that the Pac-12 commissioner and all the Pac-12 schools would laugh at. Your Nevada, your San Diego State, your Fresno State, like all of those. I, I can guarantee you if, if someone came to them with a list of these should be your targets, they'd get laughed out of the room. BYU is probably the only team on there that is one, potentially obtainable, and two, would actually be accepted as enough for the Pac-12. Because I can guarantee you none of the Big 12 teams are going to want to go to the Pac-12. Like they are um, very, very clearly behind the Pac, the, the Big 12 in any of the pecking order. So the only way the Big 12 teams would move to the Pac-12 is if the Big 12 blew up for other reasons. You're not going to go poach as the Pac-12, anybody from the Big 12. You're just going to pick up the leftovers of the Big 12 if the Big 12 implodes. And I don't see, given TV com, you know, contracts, the fact that the Big 12 is you know, very clearly the third best power conference in terms of football and probably the second best power conference in terms of basketball, like the things that matter, the Big 12 is clearly one of the better conferences and one of the more stable conferences and is giving out a whole lot more money consistently than the ACC and the Pac-12. So really at this point, like the only way that any of those Big 12 schools are actually going to go to the Pac-12 is if the Big 12 is gone for some other reason. And like the only way that happens is if Texas pisses off enough people that they just don't want to deal with them anymore, a la Nebraska. I don't see that happening. Everyone's kind of made their bed with Texas. Everybody has done, you know, really everything that they needed to in terms of all the hard stuff to make this Big 12 union work here. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a pie in the sky dream that is just not going to happen. End rant. Boise State being ninth on this list. End quote. Boise State national brand name isn't quite enough to move the needle, but for what it's worth, the addition takes over a giant, a giant geographic section of the country, and Idaho is a big vacation spot for Californians. Boise State's national brand name wow. isn't quite the mo- enough to move the needle. Tell me you don't know anything about college football without telling me you don't know anything about college football. Like, God really likes that meme. Because it's perfectly fit. Fresno State. As it brings in a whole different part of the California base that might expand things in a different way. This argument, like, I swear this, I want to, like, this says it was written Thursday, May 13th, 2021. This feels like it was written in 2011. (laughs) That's the problem. This feels like he, like, researched literally in the U.S. So, BYU number 10, below it, Mm -hmm. U.S. News and World Report University Ranking. Enrollment and media market. Put the medium. He put the media markets in. No, you're you're giving them a little bit too much. Market like that. It it feels like it was written back in 2003. Oh my gosh, it's so it's so bad. Like this is so dumb. Oh, we're done. We're done. Just here's the point of this. It ain't worth it. Content is expansion probably go is. Are conferences going to change at some point? Yes. Maybe not this time with the the, the new media deals. Maybe not. I've, I, there are certain people in the national media who I love and respect and enjoy listening to who are pushing this. The Big 12 and the Pac-12 should form a media alliance. And I'm like, no. Like, that's not the way to do. Build it. Your, I'm, here's the thing with the Big 12. And I get that it's Oklahoma and everybody else. Clemson is locked into a 20-year contract with ESPN that's going to leave them financially way behind the ACC. Sorry, Clemson. The ACC is locked into a media deal with the ACC network with ESPN. It's a 20-year contract. They are going to get left in the dust unless they can make some major change in that contract to make more money. 
Okay. To be fair, Clemson, ACC, I mean, at this point, basically the same thing. Yes. Uh, the Pac-12, new commissioner, maybe they'll figure something out. Maybe they'll make more money. But the, all the new stuff's about to come up. And right now, the SEC and Big Ten are lapping everybody. The SEC is about to make so much money. It's I'm like, and it's ridiculous. You're not if you're the Big Twelve, you're not catching up to the SEC financially. It's not going to happen. Just get over it. Deal with it. You're not. You might not catch up the Big Ten. You can keep ahead of the ACC, and you can keep ahead of the Pac-12 by a lot. There's no need to bring in the Pac-12. This is like people are like, we should we should invite Houston. It benefits nobody but Houston. Partnering with the Pac-12, I don't think really benefits the Pac the Big Twelve all that much. I think if you're the Big Twelve, figure out how to do it on your own. Maybe that means adding a couple teams. Maybe he figures out a new scheduling format. I don't know. But figure out how to make more money. Uh, leave the, uh, or poach the, poach for the big, like poach for the Pac-12. Poach. Steal the Arizona schools. Steal that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because this reminds me of like the only people that were for the longest time talking about Kansas and Missouri renewing their rivalry were Missouri fans because it would super benefit Missouri, especially in basketball, for them to be able to play a team like Kansas every year mm-hmm. where it wouldn't do anything for Kansas. You know, and, and like, so like this is all Pac-12 Anybody who's suggesting that, you know, this conference partners with the Pac-12 or the Pac-12, you know, poaches, it's like, it's people that are, have a vested interest in the Pac-12 and want the Pac-12 to better itself. Everything they're talking about is better for, is good for the Pac-12, but not good for anyone else involved. You know, it's what's good for the Pac-12? Expanding the playoff. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute after this quick break. Hey everyone, this is Brady Trantham. I'm Keegan Renault. And, and we, we run, run the Inside, Inside OU, OU podcast. podcast. Ever wonder what Lincoln Riley is up to? Ever wonder what a leak route is? What inexplicable loss did the Sooners suffer this time? We cover that and more on the Inside OU Podcast. Every week we drop a new episode on Thursday during the offseason. During the season, we bump it up to two times a week. If that isn't enough for you, feel free to follow our Patreon page at Through the Keyhole for more in-depth Sooner and college football coverage. Beat the rush, follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Boomer! All right, so all the playoff talk has happened. We needed to have this discussion because I want to. It feels like, based on everything we're hearing, playoff expansion is coming. We don't know when. Maybe it's when it's maybe it's after 2025 when the current contract ends and they, they create a new one. Maybe it's before then. I think that it sounds like there's push for it to stop in beforehand. Um there is not currently locked in a, a location for the national championship game in 2024 or 2025 yet. So who knows? Maybe it happens early. I think it should. Um, playoff expansion is coming. The question, and this, all, this, this big conversation came from that athletic article about them considering all these different variations, including 8, 12, 16 team expansions. Um, where I know they said there was like 60 something different versions. You're like, yeah, but it's also about like, the 67 versions included like when the games would be played and where they would be played and blah, 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 and how you would pick it, blah, 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 blah. The point of expansion talk, really, this, the, at least the part that intrigues me, is how how big are we expanding this? And Not I, all I have, the semantics to it. Right. Like, I have, I can talk semantics. I enjoy talking semantics. I do think once expansion comes, everything before the, the, the semifinals should be at college campuses because, oh, those are, it would be just insane like i don't need the first round be at neutral sites put them on campus but that's another conversation for another day the question i have for you guys and i want each of your answers and i'll save mine for the last we're going to grow from more than four what do you think is the right number and why go ahead jamie 
Okay. <laughs> so I'll I'll give my answer and I'll give the semantic reasons behind why I don't totally stand behind it. So I like the idea of going to like 16. I think it's a good number to be able to bring in maybe a couple dark horses without getting to the point where it's so cheapened, where you have so many teams. I don't know. I feel like eight is maybe not quite enough um, at this point, especially if we're talking several years in the future. Like, it's just you're going to have to go a little bit further than that, in my opinion. Um, I think that, yeah, I think based on the number of quote unquote power players you've got in, in college football, and then to give the opportunity for some teams that maybe haven't been able to prove themselves on the same level, being in smaller conferences, stuff like that, still the opportunity to join in. I think that would be my pick for the number. Um, as far as the actual structure behind it, I think that presents really major challenges as far as adding that many games to the end of a college season. Um, and so that's why I don't know that that is in every capacity, the right answer. I think it's the one that I like the best, but I also think that these are college athletes. I think that football is incredibly hard on the body. And I think that scheduling things like that are extremely tough. So I don't know that that's going to be the easiest answer to come up with as far as the actual structure goes, but I think you'd get some really cool games out of it. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, if you're worried about college athletes and, you know, stress on their bodies and like how tough football is, then honestly, you just keep it where it's at now. I mean, I don't know that we have realistically gotten to the point yet where any of the champions that we found were obviously undeserving. And so like, while I don't, I don't really like it only being four because you've got lots of cases where I think teams that had a, a reasonable shot at potentially competing for a national title don't get an entry into it. Like if that's your main concern is the logistics of, you know, the students and like in the students best, you know, best interests, then you leave it where it's at. So if we if we throw all that out and don't don't worry about those in terms of setting a number, we know that it's going to happen. What is the best system to set up moving forward? And I'm having a hard time, given the fact that there are so many complaints about certain conferences not being able to get in. Um, you know, I'm looking now. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but there's there's ten different conferences, correct? I, I believe that there's yes. ten conferences I'll in, in FBS football. So. What I would suggest probably is to do something and the G five. So that's done. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. I, I, yeah. Wow. That's great job, Andy, for not realizing just how simple that was. (laughs) Um, you know, it's a little weird, but I, I honestly think to make this as, as good as possible that you make it, you make it 14 and it's a weird number, but here's my thoughts. The biggest complaint from anybody who's not, you know, the sec, or the Big Ten, or the Big 12, because for the most part, they've all had a representative. Uh, well, and, and, and the ACC, they've all had a representative. Those four those four conferences have pretty much had a representative in almost every single year. So, um, you know, if you're not one of, in one of those four conferences, the biggest complaint is that, you know, not everybody gets an opportunity to actually get to the national title or to compete for a national title. 
So I say 14 so that you can have the champion of every single conference get in, have room for four at larges. But kind of like we do with the NCAA tournament right now, you know, we have those those first four games. So what I would suggest is we get the Sun Belt, the uh, the Mountain West, the Mid American, and uh, let me see, what's it? I I'm missing one. I don't know why I'm missing. Oh, uh, I'm okay. Probably Conference USA. The G5s are the, the G5s. No, right. American, I was just trying to figure out which USA, one. So anyway, Mountain West. Basically, four, four of those G5s essentially play a first round game against each other to get those two to come out, right? And that gets you to 12. So it's kind of like a tiered thing that a lot of conference tournaments will do with basketball teams where you essentially start with four, pair that down to two, then bring in two more. So it'd be like the lowest ranking, um, the lowest ranking power five along with the American would play those two winners. And then you have the champion, like the four champions, and you'd have four at-larges to give us an opportunity to actually get what people think is the best teams. And that would be your eight-team bracket, essentially. But it gives everybody an actual opportunity. I realize it's very, very slim that a lot of those, you know, the G5 schools and whoever that last Power 5 school is in terms of rankings to actually get there because they have to play extra games. But if we're being completely honest, the four champions of the four strongest conferences every year are probably the ones that are the most likely to actually make it anyway, and then whatever at larges that they select. So this kind of balances where everybody can legitimately say they have an opportunity, right? But we're still, we're not like stopping teams that are really good at larges that theoretically have an opportunity to get there or even like independents, like, like Notre Dame, if they are actually good, you know, in a, in a particular year, give them that opportunity as well. So it, it's a little bit unwieldy. It's going to have certain teams playing a lot more games than others. But if you're looking for, Something that balances what people are saying is, you know, the biggest drawback is that not everybody actually has a legitimate shot to to make it to the playoff and actually get an opportunity to compete for a national title. And you want to still make sure that you're just not taking conference champions and leaving out somebody who has a legitimate shot that just couldn't win their conference. I think 14 is the way to go. So, Eddie, I like. I like your enthusiasm and I like I like the idea of 14. I I like. I was a pro eight for a long time. If you understand the reason that it has to expand, this isn't about, oh, we're not able to find the, the national champion. The, the national champion has won every year. Like the best team has arguably won every year. If you, if you want to nitpick and say, I get year one with TCU and Baylor, I still think TCU probably would have won it that year. That's not the point. If you really look at the last four years, you almost have to ignore year one and two of the playoff and realize that college football now is even drastically different from then. And so you look at the playoff now. The problem is not well, we can't figure out who the national champion is. The problem is people are tired of the playoff and they're bored with the playoff because it's the same teams every year. It's some combination of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma, right? The Pac-12 can't get into it. A G5 team's not going to get into it. And the idea of, well, anybody who anybody can. No, that's a lie. It's a bold-faced lie. We can prove it. We, it shows. You, you twist it and tweak it. The problem right now is that the West Coast does is irrelevant. Basically, everything west of Oklahoma is irrelevant, and that's not good for college football as a sport. It is not good if it is not a national sport with strong individual regions focused on their teams. It's not good for the sport. It's not good for the sport if it's just the ACC and the SEC. That's not good for the future of college football. You need the whole country involved. And as much emphasis now is on the playoff, because that's all that matters is making the playoff, that means 
guess what? We've got to make sure everybody's in there, or as many people as possible. And guess what? It's not going to probably change who wins the national championship. It's still probably going to be some combination of Alabama, Clemson, random team that rises up out of team out of you know the teams that fit that the, the prerogatives of, of doing so. I like twelve for a few reasons. Number one, um, right now your big reward is being one of the top four teams in the playoff, and it drives me crazy that we shit on whoever's the fourth place team that gets creamed by Clemson or Alabama every year. Oh, they they never they should can't believe they're the fourth Notre Dame this year. Can't believe they were the fourth seed. It's the it, like we we treat that team like garbage, and I'm like it's one of the four best teams. If you want to say they're the sixth best team, we're still saying one of the six best teams in the country. Like. That's not saying you're the 25th and you just got in because you were lucky. Like, the four best teams are the four best teams, and there needs to also be some extra benefit to being one of the four best teams. So the 12-team format, first four, the top four teams get a bye. And then it's two, and then five through 12 all play. And you get home games for the top-ranked seeds. So the top four seeds in the next round will get their home. Five, six, seven, eight in this round get to play at home as well. So now we get a whole much more. Because here's the problem with eight that I've come to the realization of. There's not a whole lot of difference between what we have now and who we are tired of seeing with four to eight. Because it's still going to be some combination of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. You can get two extra seeds in. If you think that means that there's not just going to be two SEC teams every year, you're out of your damn mind. So add an extra SEC team, probably a Georgia. Maybe you get an LSU. Maybe you get a Florida. It's still an SEC team. Then you throw in a Pac-12 and a G5. That's cool. And then one extra spot. And if you think that extra spot's not often going to get taken up by second place in the Big Ten or Notre Dame, if you're Iowa State and you're like, well, we could have, nope. Or we could get another Pac, nope. Like, let's be honest. Let's have a. I understand Iowa State fans are going to piss me off. Well, actually, we could have shut up. We saw what happened to the Big 12 when it wasn't Oklahoma. You got bumped down the list with TCU and, and Baylor. That's the reality, folks. Just, just deal with it. Eight teams is not going to solve the problem of being tired of seeing the same teams every year. If you want to see some different and unique and interesting matchups, give the first four a bye. Have five through 12 play each other. Have a 12 team playoff. I, just, I don't need the winner of the Mac in. I don't need the Sun Belt because it's not really going to be open for everybody. Like There still has to be some like exclusivity, at least this way with as many at-large as you're going to have. So if you're giving the SEC Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, and a G5 team a guaranteed spot, that's six. That's half. That's six at-larges. Now we can play the everyone has a shot. But you know what? If you go play in the Sun, if you're Louisiana and you go undefeated and knock off a Big 12 and an SEC school, there's a good chance you could be that number 12 team. But it's, good. it's what's going to take. But you have a better shot at then than you do with four or eight. Eight's just not enough. And honestly, the stuff I'm hearing, like it feels like that's the that's what the biggest debate is right now is, is there's a stronger push for more than eight than there even was when everyone was talking about eight. Because I just don't think eight's enough. I don't think it solves the problem of we're tired of seeing the same teams. We're tired of seeing the same teams. That's the problem. And just adding in USC or Oregon every year isn't going to solve that problem because you're still going to end up with a semifinal with the same four teams, some same combination of six teams and a national championship game with Clemson and Alabama. And that's fine. But if we have more variety along the way, it makes for better TV. And that matters. It does. 
that absolutely matters for the business of college football. I'd be super interested as well. If they did decide to go to eight for whatever reason, if they did, if they set up almost like an NIT of college football where the, the winners of all the other conferences get automatic bids and then you get some additional ones. So that way there's some, I'm not sure how the logistics it would work, but to give us some sort of other playoff that people actually care about with teams that people actually recognize. I get that, but it's not like, I don't think that's realistic. I don't think that's ever going to happen. You're still going to have bowl games. So like your other big other teams who are going to play off, there's still going to be bowl game opportunities. So like uh, you still have something to play for if you're not making the playoff. Like it's never going to be some massive 16 or 2014 playoff. It's just never going to do that. Maybe they go to 16. I don't know. I just like 16. Now you really are adding too many games. 12 makes sense. Because if you think about realistically 12, like the likely scenario is it's unlikely one of the five through 12 makes the champion national championship game, but it could happen, especially if you're playing things on campuses. Cause let's, let's be honest here for a second. How much fun would it be on, on home campuses? Like how much fun would it be to have to watch Oklahoma go to Alabama? Instead of it's playing in the, whatever stadium is closest is playing in at, the Falcon Stadium, the Mercedes-Benz, whatever it is, I can't think of it right now. Like, how much fun would it be to watch UCF have to go to Ohio State for a playoff game? Like, that environment, those games, those would be awesome. Like, that would be so much more fun even than what we get now. A quick update uh, as the they finished announcing the field uh, for softball. Congratulations, Texas. Number 12 overall seed, uh, they will be hosting the Austin Regional uh, along with Oregon, Texas State, and St. Francis out of Pennsylvania. So we got three hosts for the Big 12. we got two more teams playing with Iowa State and Baylor. I, this is huge for the Big 12. I, I can't say it enough. You have a conference with seven teams. Five of your seven teams are playing in regionals. That's That's massive. It's massive for the Big 12. I love it. I appreciate that the committee... Look, the, the Big 12 had great RPI numbers because of the conference, because of how good Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were. But I am so pumped that Iowa State and Baylor are both getting to, to go. It's good for the conference. Well, it really and is. Iowa State, Brent Bloom, it, if you know Iowa State, you obviously know who Brent is. But he had a really good point that soft, Iowa State softball has already this season beat UNI and Mizzou. Poor Missouri. Poor Missouri. So you're saying there's a chance. I love it. You are saying there's a chance. You are saying there's a chance. And you know what might help that chance? Jamie, do you know what might help that chance? You know, I, I've i got I've got a, a good idea. Could it have something to do with some really nice, comfortable apparel? It is home field magic. It is home field. Now, now Grand Missouri does have some gear on there, but we won't hold that against them. Uh, a little home field magic never hurts. So if you're an Iowa State fan and you're like, man, maybe we'll go down to Missouri and go watch this regional. Or man, you know, I just really want my team to have a better chance of winning. And winning that regional, moving on to Supers, might I suggest a little home field magic. Spread the home field magic out and go to Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com and shop some of the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel you will find. And the Iowa State gear is chef's kiss. I mean, it really, it, there are things sold out. Cy the Cardinal sweatshirt is sold out on a home field. That, that, that should tell you something. Okay. 
This stuff is fantastic. Marching size is so cool. I need a helmet with marching size on it. Please it's tell me. My favorite that. logo. They need a helmet with marching size on it for football season. They, like, yeah, they don't really utilize the the vintage logos a whole lot for for like official uniforms and gear and stuff. I think it's definitely an untapped market. See if we want to, in any capacity, go away from uh, just the black alternate uniforms. <laughs> you mean the new permanent black primary? School color uniforms, but okay, enough. Uh, Iowa State gear, it's awesome. So is Oklahoma State, who's playing in postseason. Texas Tech's not, I'm, I'm sorry. Baylor is, Baylor's got some fantastic gear at home, Bill Apparel. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Baylor, four of the more than 100 schools available on home, Bill Apparel. And there are more coming, but we'll talk about that more later. Go to homefieldapparel.com, use the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, get 20% off your first order. That's promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2. All orders of $70 or more get free shipping right now. It's not hard to spend $70 or more at Home Field Apparel because no one goes to Home Field Apparel goes, I will take one thing, <laughs> one singular item. Like, that's 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 nonsense. That's absolutely nonsense. So, Iowa State gear is fantastic. Baylor gear is fantastic. I really can't overemphasize like how comfortable this stuff is. Like it really is like my favorite t-shirts. They really are. I love the OSU one. I've been rocking my Pistol Patty shirt. I'm so, I, I, I don't think you can understand or that I can overstate how pumped that I was that they put out a shirt with Pistol Patty, which is, you wanna talk about underused or not used logos anymore. The Ride With Pride shirt has been my go-to wear watching Cowgirl softball this season ever since I got it and I love it. So go check out Home Build Apparel. It doesn't matter if they don't have your school yet. They're gonna have something you're like, oh, son of a bitch, I need to buy that. Promo code 1012, 20% off your first order if you're rocking the most comfortable t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, and joggers with the best vintage college sports logos around. As we've talked softball, we've talked uh, <laughs> Pac-12 nonsense, we've talked realignment. What else is on my stupid? Oh yeah, okay. We don't have a ton of time. Let's skip the uh, let's skip that one. It was like, what does that even mean? You're getting into me going through the checklist of things we're gonna talk about and, and removing things. Uh, the WNBA season is underway. We are big fans of the WNBA. We're big fans of the league. And Jamie, I know you have a team, but I have decided <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the kind of person who behind the looking glass. I'm the kind of person who really needs a team to fully get into a sport. Like I enjoy the WNBA. I am, I am proud, happy to support it. And I am a person who believes that saying you should support something implies watching it. And so I try and watch it some. Um, but I really need a team that I, can be my own, that I can really root for. So what I need us to do right now, and I, anybody who has suggestions will put out a I put this out on Twitter already. Didn't get a whole lot of response for it. I believe I got from our good friend, who's the diehard West Virginia fan, whose name I just forgot. And I am sorry, good friend. Uh, I think he wanted us to do... I, I, I think I remember who you're talking about, but I also do not remember what he actually said. I think it's the one that, that we were leaning towards. Yeah, it is. I believe it is the team that we're I think she's the only West league. Virginia player in the league, so. That would imply that as well. Uh, so we need to figure out how to pick a team. And right now, the leader in the clubhouse is the Indiana Fever because they are <laughs> the only team in the WBA that has 
They had the most Big 12 players. They have three. Okay. They got Lauren Cox from Baylor. They've got Kaiser Gondrzyk from West Virginia. And they've got Daniel Robinson from Oklahoma. There's a couple teams with two, a few with one. I refuse to be a fan of the sky after they didn't retain Natasha Mack until they two. I will continue to not be a fan of the sky, the whole WNBA, for how you didn't draft her and now she's not on the roster, which is literally human garbage. It's a crime. Whatever. It is a crime against humanity. It's garbage. I don't want to. I don't know. Um, I will consider the Dallas Wings. Consider. Uh, consider. Because they have Charlie Collier. And she's pretty awesome. Um, Jamie, who's your team? My team is actually, like, incredibly fortunately the Lynx. Because, obviously, for me, Bridget Carlton plays for the Lynx. But even more conveniently, it is far and away the closest team to where I live like it's a pretty comfortable drive which is what we're doing to go watch her I went I mean obviously not last year but uh the year before like when she first ended up with the Lynx um we went and watched like one of the only games she played with them in Minnesota when she got when she ended up there so It'll be my second time getting to go watch her play, but she's in a significantly increased role from that point, obviously. But yeah, yeah, big Lynx fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do what I do with the NBA, you know, not having an NBA team here in Kansas City um, that I really care about. I usually just find the NBA team that has the most KU players or one of my favorite KU players on it, and I root for them that particular year. Unless it's a team I just can't stand, like the Lakers, unfortunately. Um, So... You know, the fact that the, uh, you know, I, I'm not aware of any Kansas players on any specific one, but since we're talking about the 10-12 the as a whole, no. it makes sense the most to me to have Big 12 players. And so Indiana Fever makes the most sense to me just because it has the most Big 12 players. Okay. So we're going to keep the uh, Lynx as an option. We're going to keep the Fever as an option. And then from a geographical standpoint, because Jamie made a really good good point, uh, based off where the 1012 is located, we will keep the Atlanta Dream as an option. They do have Odyssey Sims, so that one does count for us. We're not doing one without a Big 12 player. Just, just can't do it, right? Just accept that as a fact. Uh, and we will also consider the Dallas Wings because they have Charlie Collier on their roster. They're tiny little roster. Based in Texas. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, so, they have uh, a couple people still coming from overseas, too. So that's why. It's kind of weird. Uh, so those are the four teams we're going to have in the running here. We're going to have the Lynx, the Dream, the Wings, and the Fever. Uh, we'll put out a t- poll on Twitter at 10 Podcast D and then we're told the word podcast. Uh, you guys help us vote to decide who should be our our official 10-12 podcast team to track throughout the summer and throughout the season. I'd be very excited for. I get a sneaky suspicion. I've already decided it will be the one with three Big 12 players on it, but you never know. We'll just we'll go with things. We'll take it into consideration. Um what are we at here now? What's our time? We're at almost 45. You know what? There's no reason to make this force an hour. There's no reason. So why don't we just wrap up here? We'll save some of the goofy stuff that I've come up with for later. Because there's going to be a, a day where the content gods do not shine down upon us. And we're going, what are we talking about? Should we talk about Kansas football again? I don't think we've done that enough yet. 
Um, so <laughs> with that said, uh, Andy, where can everybody check you out, man? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at AndyMitz12. Uh, if you want to follow my Kansas podcast, it's at Rock Chalk Pod. Jamie, where can everybody check you out? Uh, I am still at Jay Styles on Twitter. However, I'm going to have to crowdsource if I'm going to change my handles because I'll be legally changing my name this summer when I get married. So it's coming up. Ooh. I, I don't know. The brand has been established. It's, it's, I've, that, that's been my handles on everything since like 2011. So it'd be tough. I, I, but I think it has to stay the same. Or we've got to go in a completely, completely different direction. Different direction. <laughs> like. Anyway, that's just a little tease because we're we're like two and a half months out. <laughs> I think you just delivered the the content. God just showed up, shined, smiled down upon us with some uh, some off season uh, <laughs> goofy content, which is help Jamie pick a new Twitter handle. This is going to be fun. Exactly. Uh, can't wait for that. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. You can follow us on the gram at 1012pod. Uh, do us a favor, leave us a rating and review. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. If you leave us a review, I will read it on the show. I didn't check before we started recording. I don't think we have a new one, but I would really like to read one. So if you're a fan of the show and you listen on iTunes and wouldn't mind just taking a few minutes to go, review, I would really appreciate it. Please don't ask me to do that sound effect again. I'm not sure I could do it if I tried. Uh, check out Homefield Apparel. Promo code 1012 gets you 20% off your first order. And uh, we will be back on Thursday with I don't know what. You don't know what. I've got multiple irons in the fire. Um, at the moment, I can't pull it out yet. So, uh, you guys enjoy your week. Sports Social Podcast Network.